0: Stretch now with Norman Edgerow and
1: Bobby Owai coming at him on the outside. Secretary on the outside to take the lead. Sam holding in second. It's Secretary
0: moving away. He has it by two and a half. Seattle move opens it to four lengths.
1: It's all swell. He's there by four lengths. Here comes Hard Man on
0: the rail. In the front of Carlow, it's Hard
1: Dad getting the lead. And down the
2: stretch they come winning colors in front. Stevens, it's a fighting finish, winning colors by a head. And here comes Sunday Silence through this trench. coming to the finish of the derby. Sunday Silence wins this derby by two lengths. 16 front for the Roses, goes to Hunt Rival with Jockey Frank Brett, winning by four lengths. He's
0: on the lead, Mister. he's on the lead, he's on the lead, he's on the, lead. He's on the, lead. He's on the lead
2: day looking for his first win in the kentucky derby on little et with casual live second we come to the wire and pat day
0: finally wins his derby here comes Monarchos, who sweeps to the lead he's pulling away by two he's pulling away by three jorge chavez
1: and Monarchos have won the kentucky derby and the gutsy galley funny side has a narrow lead and Street Sense goes right on by Hearts Fun. Street Sense has taken over and opens up here. 16th to go. And American
2: Pharaoh and firing line. And it's American Pharoah pulling away late. American Pharoah rules the derby.
3: listening to the 2023 Kentucky Derby Seminar, presented by the Auxiliary Gate Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Alan Schneider, Brandon Jaggers, CC Broadus, and our special guest, J.J. Heissel. Happy Derby Week to all of our friends across the nation, around the world. It's Kentucky Derby Week in the bluegrass. I'm CC Broadus, the Auxiliary Gate Podcast, and this is our 2023 Kentucky Derby Seminar joined by our co-hosts alan schneider and brandon
2: jaggers how are you guys doing uh step uh step by step rung by rung brother i'm climbing jacob's ladder i'm, I'm doing well i think that's a good thing i'm gonna brandon, rip, throw in random 80s song references so don't don't mind me brandon
3: uh, have you sobered up from the oaks seminar
1: <laughs> well i was telling my wife last night i think there's a culmination of a lot of things i was excited First time at the track all year, uh, Churchill. And we had to get care quickly from multiple places to get home. Long story short, uh, I survived, and hopefully, you all did well without me as I was moving on the next hour and a half. Ouch.
3: Okay. And we're also joined uh, as per a tradition now, and uh, one of the most valuable members of our team is a JJ Sell and she's delivered a lot of uh, uh, important information. In, in fact, she gave us a Medina spirit a couple of years ago. And I, 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 in fact, use that uh, info to my game in uh, 2021. JJ, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing all right, guys. How are you doing?
3: Excellent. Uh, looking forward to uh, to the weekend?
0: Yes, definitely. Uh it's a very interesting year, for sure.
3: All right. So what we're going to do... Is uh, like we always do. We're going to analyze each and every horse. Uh, unlike last year, we're actually going to cover the also eligibles. <laughs> as as uh, I, I, I don't remember, I haven't listened to it, but I don't think we touched on Rich Strike, who was number 21. Is that do you, do you guys remember I, that at all?
2: I think we mentioned the horse's name. I may have mentioned simply because of Eric Reed and Turfway. I think I mentioned, but I don't think we mentioned it as a contender. Obviously not as a contender. But we may have just mentioned in passing, like, "Hey, I hope Eric Reed gets in," but that might have been the extent of it. Which probably beat a lot of podcasts, honestly. <laughs> but no, I don't think we we even said yay or nay on the horse. We didn't know he was getting in, right? No one did. So, but lesson learned, lesson learned. Will be as a lot of uh, horse racing shows have learned this year: cover the AEs, baby.
3: That was a, that was a Derby miracle, as I recall. The Lucas horse scratched maybe 10 to 15 minutes prior to scratch time. Mm-hmm. and Rich Strike just barely eked into the field on Friday morning and then, of course the rest is history and it yeah, took a it took a lot of things to break his way we're talking about pace and and a, a great ride and and you yeah, know it was uh I was uh visibly shaken minutes or seconds after the race cuz I had everything I had the I had the exact in the try and I'll hit the pick 5 and and but I was cool with it right after what well, right after I realized Eric Reed the local guy one a kentucky derby one for you the know, little guys we got to have those every once in a while
2: yeah you know w- before we get into this, it's it's it had a big party at the house as you know like i usually do and it's it, trying to explain to people who are not as experienced as we are what how big that upset was on so many levels because of the drawing in because of sunny leone basically a belterra turfway jock eric reed you know runs a lot of horses and mountaineer we could go on and on you're trying to explain to people like ignore the odds for a second yes the odds are huge sports could have been 200 to one uh it, it it's hard to really unless you really know the sport how big how big of an upset it really was and it's it's still mind-blowing wouldn't you say jj
0: yeah i i agree And I, I don't think we expected that what happened with crown pride and the pace to develop that way and one thing i also tell people is i, I think if rattle and roll had gotten in this ra- that race i think he would have won
2: that is <laughs> but, a great point Great point. I think, from what I read,
3: Rich Strike had to take some late money to get down to eighty to one.
2: He was because I was telling people because I had saw I because my my nephew's uh, my niece's husband bet the horse across the board and I was telling him he that he that the horse because the last time I had, so I had checked the odds he was ninety nine to one not too long so I was explaining to him I was like I don't know how much you won because this horse explained why the the, the odds only go up to ninety nine to one so it could be one hundred thirty to one it could be one hundred fifty to one so there was quote unquote. A smidgen of late money that put him into the 80-to-1 uh, range, which is very kind of an underlay. So, 80-to-1 80 80 to can be an underlay, but it was a great story, and we'll see if we have something like that this year. I don't know, but we'll find out.
3: Yeah, I think we need to touch on a couple things before we get into these, these horses. Uh, it appears there's not a lot of pace in here, but there's a lot of horses with tactical speed that need position. So the question is, are we going to get a, a faster than par pace again this year? JJ, what do you think?
0: Yes, I, I I think that the race has changed quite a bit substantially over the past few weeks. Um, it, it didn't look like there was going to be hardly any pace at all, and now I think that's significantly changed. I think you're going to have several horses trying to vie for the lead, yeah, verifying Jace's road reincarnate. Uh, King's Barnes is going to have to be forwardly placed if he wants any chance to win. I, I think there will be a very healthy pace, and you have several horses on on the outside, of course, who are going to be trying to make their move to get in, including mm-hmm. Dermot Sotagake. Uh, I'll, I'll get into Derma when we talk about him, but he's extremely headstrong. This is a horse who could possibly pull a pet mouse and just bolt out at the gate. He's he's really, really worked up in the morning. So I, I think that we're going to see we're going to see a very healthy pace and we're going to see some jockey positioning like we've never seen before.
3: Fair Conversely, point. there is a lot of well, not a lot of horses, but I, there's a handful of prime contenders that I don't think are very good gate horses. Right. And we'll touch on them one by one. But I, I mean, Tapit Trice is probably one of them. Practical move is a is a step slow coming out of the gate. Mage has had his issues. Uh it, The first eighth of a mile of this Derby is going to be very important because it's it that that might decide the race for several contenders.
2: Very true, very true. I'm with you. What's the what Give me uh, JJ. Give me the opening opening half mile. If if you believe with me, quick. Will we we, sub 47 or over 47 before we get into this? I'd say sub. Ooh. Okay. All right. That's both. That's we'll see how that that plays out. That because I like two horses with varying styles. So that that uh. That bodes well for one of them, so we'll see. <laughs>
3: okay, well, let's do it. Kentucky Derby is the 12th race on a marathon, 14 race card. I'll be 5,000 down by this point of the day. <laughs> I'll Got be I'll loaded. be hitting Brandon up for a loan, but uh, that's nothing out of the ordinary. So uh, we're going to go uh, – we're going to start from the rail work our way out. And number one is Hit Show, a son of Candy Ride out of a stakes-winning mayor named Actress for Brad Cox and Gary Mary West, uh, trying to finally get into the winner's circle after they had won the Derby in 2019 with maximum security. But, as we all know, was DQ'd for interference coming off the turn. Manny Franco picks up – well, he doesn't pick up Manny. Manny Franco rode the hit show to a second-place finish in the Wood Memorial. Uh, J.J., we'll start with you. And we'll work our way around uh, if anybody has any thoughts on hit show.
0: Yeah, I, I was bullish on him after his Withers win because I, I viewed it as a major move forward. And his wood effort, it wasn't disappointing when you consider that grueling trip he had from the outside post. And the fact he he literally brushed saddles and bumped with Lord Miles in that that stretch battle. He's looked very sharp in the mornings here at Churchill. He's very aggressive, wanting to go in a good way, though, not in a bad way. And I, I think his final pre-derby work was top-notch. But I, I think this rail spot, it, it gives him a lot to overcome. Uh, I I see him as being – he's a little bit like Moe Donegal. He drew the rail last year. They have a similar running style. And uh, I, I think I would 100% would have had him on my exotics list had he not drawn the rail. But because he drew the rail, I, I don't have him anywhere on my tickets. I just I, – I don't like the rail. I, I think it hurt Mo Donegal significantly last year. I think it's going to hurt Hit Show.
3: Okay. Okay. Uh, who wants to go next? Alan Brandon. Any thoughts on Hit Show?
0: Uh, go ahead,
1: Brandon. Yeah. Well, I mean, I looked up the the dam actress, and that dam has finished twice in graded stakes, going nine furlongs. So, uh, I mean, she's got good pedigree, the dam side, and, and loves the distance. So, I thought based on the on the dam side of this horse, I, I thought. Hitch always got a really good chance of hitting hitting the board. I don't know if that's where I'm going to lean, but I, I like to look back. So I actually did a lot of homework on this dam and uh, even finished, uh, you know, uh, Canada's Queens play stakes and in a second place finish in the Alabama. Uh, that's another uh, pedigree angle down there. So, I mean, that dam is a very good, very good mama.
2: I, I, I'm not going to use the ho- – I'm not going to play the horse. I think – I'm not going to tell you anybody can't win this thing because we all learned that lesson right last year. Right. So I think a very talented horse working well. Uh, I'm team Brad Cox in the Derby. And so it wouldn't surprise me if this one won. I, I, his horse is always overperforming the Derby. I go back and see where these horses have finished relative to their odds. Uh, so I think he'll put in a good showing, but I can't, you can't use everybody. So. Uh, I, so, you know, that's a hit show for me.
3: I think the horse has a shot to get part of this. I, he, I agree. If Verifying goes, Two Fields goes, he he could work out a trip uh, yes. in behind those. Uh, you know, I don't really like the rail either, but the it it has changed a little bit since they did away with the uh, auxiliary gate. But uh, <laughs> see, I, I, I'm going to use him underneath. I don't I don't necessarily like him to win, but he's got a shot to get part of this, and I think he's got a really big shot to win the Belmont.
2: Yeah, he he, he would not he would not shock me. Let me put it that by by no means would he shock me.
3: Okay, number two is verifying. This is the son of Triple Crown winner Justify, and again for Brad Cox, uh, Tyler gaffleon rides. This horse was narrowly beaten in the Bluegrass Stakes. He's two for six lifetime, uh, has some uh, tactical speed. One of those horses we talked about that uh, is going to uh, going to. You know, it's very important that he established early positioning. So, uh, J.J., your thoughts on verifying?
0: Yeah, this, this inside draw is interesting for him tactics-wise because in all of his wins, he was first or second at the first call. And anytime he's been caught behind, it seems like he's had trouble recovering. So, Tyler's going to have to get out quick and move early to have any chance. And then he has to hope he has enough speed. Uh, to be able to to, to contest with the other setters, buying, as we talked about, like King's Barnes and Reincarnate, I think it's a tough position to be in. And another drawback is I noticed he looked uncomfortable when he was working on the inside of his workmate. He he looked rather intimidated. And when he had to work on the outside of the workmate, that work was much better. So I I think he's facing a tall task with, with this inside position and being being a front running horse. I, I think he's very talented. He has tactical speed. You know, he has an outstanding pedigree. I, I just don't favor him in this position.
2: Yeah. You, you know, I'm on verifying, right? Cece? you know, I'm a big fan of verifying. He's, he's been the horse I've been on for a while. <clears throat> I'm not crazy about the, the two hole. I'm not, it doesn't, it doesn't take me off the horse. Uh, it, but I think it is vital. I think we all know if, if if you do like verifying like I do, the key is, and I do feel comfortable because I have the King of Churchill Downs on there, Tyler Gaffley on. And he knows, he knows what he's, I'm sure he's one over this in his head a lot, how he has to get out of the gate. Either A, he sends, or maybe he breaks from the gate and tries to veer out just a little bit to maybe, maybe once the, the, the horses come over, maybe he can get into the three path, perhaps. If he gets into the three path and be close, it's a different ballgame for verifying. Then again, he might send. I think the horse has a move forward. I thought the last race was, yes, Tappa Trice caught him on the square. Tappet Trice probably run the better race. But I think that's the race you were looking for for verifying as a prep for the derby. That's what they wanted to see. I believe he's got to move forward in him. It's about the first, I don't know, 500, 1,000 yards for verifying and see what happens. At 15-1, to 14-15-1, I'm still wi- willing to put him high up on my list. But it's about what can Tyler work the trip out, right, JJ? I mean, what can Tyler do early? I think it's a very vital. I think it's a very key part of this race. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let two holes scare me off horse. I've been on for a few weeks. Uh unfortunately his stable mate, somebody I like a lot too, but uh so I've got that as a backup. But I just like yeah. verifying. I he, I could see him run thirteenth and it wouldn't shock me at all. So You know, ver- verifying we
1: Right, effort the what? bluegrass yet. Yeah. He had quite the trip.
0: Got a uh, great trip. You
1: know, perfect trip. The thing, you know, the the pluses I see, really, it's a half brother to Midnight Bisou, so there's plenty of quality in the pedigree uh, on that side. But I think the dam side is a little short. I think a lot of those runners were mostly sprinters or maybe one turn milers or mile a sixteenth at best. But uh, I don't know. I've been so high on this horse, and I bet it every single time. But now I, I think we're we're in deep company. I don't like the two-hole. I don't like the one-hole either. I feel bad for Brad. But I, I think if, if someone, if between the two are going to be sent, it's going to be Verifying over Hit Show. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to hang my hat on Hit Show right now, and I hate to put Verifying down. I just I stand from a, you know, long-range, like, stamina piece. I, I just think the more I looked at the damn side and dug into those numbers, I'm just going to hesitate for this race only. Okay. Great horse, though.
3: I think if you're splitting hairs, I mean, on one hand, Brad Cox got Mandaloon to finish second in the, uh, in the Derby, but, uh, and then ultimately put up to first. But, but on the flip side, I think this horse might, might be one of those that causes a fast pace because he, Gaff Leone's got to, got to move him early to get position. You don't want to get shuffled, but you don't want to be seventh or eighth with this horse going no, into no. the first turn. So I, I agree. There, there is a small chance he gets uh, lit up in you know, a fast pace. So I think he's got a shot, and I, like a uh, hit show, he'll be on my tickets. But uh, moving right along, we'll go to number three. Two Phils, the winner of the Jeff Ruby Stakes, son of hard spun, I have a general quarters mare.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Believe that. Nice. That's uh, unbelievable. Larry Ravelli, his first horse uh, to mm. go in this run, as well as Jareth Love, Loveberry, his first ride in the Kentucky Derby. JJ, two fills.
0: Yeah, that's funny you mentioned General Quarters. Because this horse has an incredible old school pedigree. I mean, he's a son of hardspun. He's caught a lot of onlookers' eyes since he arrived at Churchill Downs. Uh, he's just an absolute physical specimen. I was actually really surprised how good this horse looks. And, and with that pedigree, he's he's got the northern dancer Aladar influence uh, very close up. This is by far, in my opinion, the best the best classic distance, best derby pedigree hmm. in the race. I think there's a lot to like about this horse, at 12 to 1 especially. He had a five-star work on dirt at Hawthorne. He just inhaled that work, and after the work, he was barely breathing hard. And in his eight-race career, he's only had one one off race, really. I mean, he ran the street since he, was, he was still down on an off track. He beat Jace's Road and Red Route, Red Route 1 in that race. <clears throat> Excuse me. And his his risen star, I think, was was a lot better than it looked. I mean, he was the only runner in that race who was up on the pace mid-stretch, who stayed in the top three. Uh, Angel of Empire and Sun Thunder came from far back. He can he can handle some pace pressure. Uh, I, he's got the top speed figure. I know it was on synthetic, but still, that that was an impressive race at Turfway. The only drawback with him is the fact that Larry Ravelli openly I said, he believes he probably is a better horse on synthetic. And I know that hardspuns are multi-surface runners, but they, he is known as a very good synthetic sire. So we don't know if that jump was because of the surface it, it could have been. But he's trained very forwardly on dirt. I really like this horse. I think he's a wild card. I don't mind that, that Jareth Loveberry, a lot of people say, he has no experience. Well, Sonny Leone didn't either. So right. Uh, I, I think Jareth Loveberry has a good head on his shoulders. He he knows how to r- race ride. Um That doesn't deter me one bit. I, I'd be be watching out for this horse.
2: A major contender, in my opinion. I'm with you, JJ. I'd love to see this horse win for Jareth. Jared Loveberry it seems to be like one of the nicest guys on earth. He's a great guy. And as you said, it's like, yeah, Sonny Leone, didn't hadn't the Derby either, but neither had Mario Gutierrez, and he's got two of these bad boys to his name, right? So right. the important thing is Loveberry knows the horse, and I don't want to go on too long, but I'll just say that that turfway race was legit as hell. Uh, yes, it was on synthetic, but he cleared a good a good Jeff Ruby field. Fantastic's a good uh, Fantastic's is a good horse. Major Dude's a very good horse. Wadsworth is a very good horse. He cleared that race with authority. It was powerful. I would not blame anybody for betting two fills at what, 14-1? to one? Again, the horse may not take to the dirt, but he's won over Churchill before. There's a lot of reasons to like two fills of double-digit odds.
1: Yeah, this horse is kind of my wise guy pick. You know, late to ship into Churchill, Larry Rivelli doesn't have a ton of stars to his name this year, but what done, he usually does pretty well. Uh, there was an interview on the backside with him, and it was the first time I've ever seen the guy. And, boy, oh, boy, he seemed very confident about his horse and going into some big, big company, you know, as in the Kentucky Derby. So, uh, he didn't even stutter. <laughs> he seemed calm, cool, and collected. You know, if I was a trainer, I'd probably be, you know,
0: pretty nervous nervous.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, this is kind of my wise guy shot. Uh, it, and going off the of turfway form, I love the turfway form. It worked at Keeneland. It's going to work at Churchill. This horse has been on the ground at, at – Churchill twice, one once, I, I, you know, that's good enough for me. You know that, uh, what's that report those guys do, uh
2: Herding, uh, the herd report. The herd, yeah. Pete Dank, Pete Dank, it's a little motion that's report. Right.
3: If uh, if this horse isn't, I haven't seen it, but if this horse isn't at the top of the list, I, I don't know what they're doing. But go back and watch that uh, October 30th Street Sense Stakes. The horse just got jostled around around the first turn. And you know, that, that's enough to to knock any horse out of any race, but he yeah. rallied on that sloppy track and won easy. I, this horse is tough as nails. I've been I bet him that day. Yeah. Yeah. You're he has right. he, got every right to 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 be there at the end. You know, I I don't know if he's good enough to win. His mother, as I mentioned before, is by General Quarters, but by the numbers I see, she was pretty fast. She's was pretty quality mare. So I think. uh I think
1: you'd be wise to keep two fills on your tickets, despite the name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Birdstone is in the second damn side. So you got that. Stamina for days. Yep. Number four, confidence game.
3: Son of Candy Ride out of a half-sister to the Great Zenyatta. Trained by Keith DeSormo, who knows his way around a horse. James Graham, who's been a guest on the podcast before, one of our best guests. I love, love talking to, to Mr. Graham. Uh, he's going to enter the Derby off a seventy-day layoff. Now, Brandon, <laughs> do the math for me. Seventy? How many months is seventy days? Was that like eight months or something?
1: Yeah. <laughs> the <That was, because, laughs> reason was because the winning connections of the last race partied so hard they just weren't ready to enter the horse again. That's what they. <laughs> that's what said. Okay, I do. can see it. I, I'm
3: I'm gonna before I thought to JJ. I, I'm split on this horse. I, gosh, this horse looks so good in the mornings, but this is a horse I really don't want to win because then you've got a whole new Pandora's box of of trainers are going to enter the Derby off now two to three month layoffs, yeah. and I don't necessarily think that's good for the Derby because I mean it's a it's a handicapping puzzle usually, but this just makes it worse because I, I don't know what to do with this horse. So JJ going to help us out though, right? <laughs>
0: Well, the, yeah. Normally, a 10-week layoff is kryptonite to Derby betters, but you know, after that earth-scorching five furlong work he had, his odds in Las Vegas plummeted. I think he went from what was it 41 to one to 22 to one. It, it was like an hour after that work. It was really amazing to watch that that shift change. Uh, he he's really become a buzz horse, and some of it I think also has to do with his connections being so confident. You mentioned James Graham. I mean, who doesn't love James Graham, right? They were interviewing him and. And a reporter asked me, well, which two or three horses in the race are you worried about? And before the reporter could even get the question out, James said, they need to worry about me, which I thought yes. was um, mm-hmm. the, the, the one eye opener for me with this horse was not that work. It was the one prior. It was a one mile work in 138 from the gate that resembled a race scenario. They had put a horse on the inside way up toward the middle of the track. They ran confidence game from the gate like it was a race. He passed the workmate and went on to a gallop out. it was. If you watch the video, Kevin Kirstein shared it on, on Twitter, and I'll share it again. Um, it was really a fantastic work, and I think it it really was an astute move by Keith to do that because off this layoff, it, it, for the horse, in the horse's mind, it, it's like he's almost ran a, a bit of a race-type type situation. So it, it took a lot of the edge off of him. Uh, I think that's going to be a big big help help for him. And sometimes, you know, you mentioned that about the layoffs. I think sometimes there are some horses that just need time off. I would say Flightline is is one of those horses where he had to have time between races to achieve greatness. I think that's the situation with this horse. For whatever reason, he he needs time off. His his late pace and speed figures, they are on the lower side. But, you know, this is the kind of year where most of the contenders... Let's face it, most of them, they are on the lower side. Um, I, I, I think the only drawback I see with him is he's got to keep his head together before the race. And Keith has mentioned that this has been a problem at Oak Lot. He He really went off. He, he kind of lost it in the paddock when the fans came out at Oak Lot. And I, I think the Derby, he might have some trouble with that, with the spectacle, so that that's the one concern concern I would look for. But but based on his training and, and how he's looked in the mornings, I, I think he's a wild card. I, he has just looked so fantastic. I, I just cannot ignore him. Yeah, but, uh
2: we should add Kevin Kilroy was on here with us yesterday, wonderful analyst for Twin Spires and the Fairgrounds. And he loves confidence game. He's all over this one. Uh and uh, he called his shot. And I respect it. I get it. CC, now we're on the backside Saturday morning, and you know we we don't we do not pretend to be workout experts by any stretch of the imagination. But we saw two horses go by us that just blew our minds, and that and confidence game was one of them, right, CC? It was it was like wow. Um, so he's moved up in my mind because of that. I don't know what you're going to get with him. but as as you alluded to, uh, JJ James Graham, you you hear all this stuff from these trainers and these jockeys. But it was, it felt like a different sort of confidence, uh, pardon the pun, from James Graham, didn't it? And, and Keith the It's It was like, yeah, yeah, we got a good one here. It, it did feel like that. So I'll leave it at that. But yeah, he's, it's raised my eyebrows. Let's put it that way. Well, if that's
1: what you want. I don't know. I need to go back after JJ mentioned that work and look at the work. But I, you know, knowing you guys had eyes on, on the prize, so to speak, uh, I need to make more more attention to this one. I I just, I don't see it just yet.
3: JJ, do you have any problem with uh, two weeks between works? He worked, he did that mile work on April 14th and then 15 days later was his next work. Any, any issue at all missing a a week, uh, a work two
0: weeks before the race? Uh, I, I don't because of the nature of his situation being so different. With that being a mile work that was meant to resemble a race scenario and then coming back with that fast work, you can see that that's by design. That, that's actually very, very smart I mean, because you're getting the race scenario and then you're doing a blowout. Um, I, I think it's, it's very smart. Now, in a, in a normal situation, you know, if it was a Todd Pletcher or a Brad Cox where you have the normal setup, if you saw something like that, it might be a little concerning, but not, not in this situation.
3: Number five is Tappet Trice, son of Tappet, $1.3 million yearling for Todd Pletcher. Whisper Hill Farm and Gainsway Stables are the owner. Luis Saez has the mount as he has for the Colts' three prior starts. Last seen winning the Bluegrass over Verifying. Uh, JJ Tappet Trice, probably going to be the second choice in the wagering, I would think.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was looking over Todd's uh, tremendous trio that he has. I, I, I call Forte the Iron Will. Uh, King's Barn is, is Mr. Versatile, and, and Tep, It Trice, I call him the natural. This horse mm-hmm. is just naturally talented. He has a natural talent for, for running races. That That's just been obvious for him. Uh, once he gets going, which is usually mid-race, he has that staggering turn of foot. And Luis Saez, I think it was key that he was so confident in him early on. He abandoned his mount on Secret Oath to ride him in the Tampa Bay Derby and has stuck with them. So I I think that says a lot, you know, Luis Saez had a lot of options and he has been been with this horse since day one and didn't want to depart. So I I think that's very interesting. Uh, He he did win the bluegrass. He had that, that, that great stretch battle there. And I I think that showed that he has the guts to win a fight. Uh, I, I think that's very telling for him, but my concern with him is your take, it's a very tricky proposition when you're dealing with these horses who come from far behind, who have, as you mentioned, have gait issues. Um, I think it's a tricky proposition in the Derby to get behind these, these kind of horses. I, I personally, I, I don't like his chances in this race. I, I, I don't like him in the five spot. I think he would would, would prefer to have been outside And I could see him getting behind, getting in traffic trouble, not being able to angle out. How's he going to angle out and and get away from all of this traffic? I could see him getting smothered. You've envisioned the first turn and going into that first turn. I can envision him just getting smothered by this whole crowd of horses and him not being able to get out and make any kind of move. So I, I don't have him on my tickets, but I certainly understand those who do.
2: Uh, JJ said it perfectly Taffit Trice has a world of talent maybe could you could argue maybe the most talented horse in this field and it the problem is she does get he does get far back Saias works this horse like no tomorrow I mean the guy must be strong as hell in his in his upper body but when, and I've mentioned this before Saias has done a great job in smaller less talented fields of getting this horse into the clear he gets the horse into the clear because he knows the horse he has uh, he needs to be outside in this race, which will cause ground loss in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, you know, you can, again, you can't play them all, but not surprising, the horse won. I think he's got a world of talent, but it, it, there's going to be a lot of obstacles that this horse has to overcome in the five to six to one range. He does have Louis Louie He's about as, about as hot as anybody can be right now that's really destroying Churchill up to this point. But, I mean, I just, I, I think the horse is great. I'm just not going to bet it, and I understand why anybody would. It's that simple. Yeah, can they change... The tactics for Tapitrice. Oh, I, I mean, I, he's going to stay back. I would say he'll he'll be far back.
1: No way. But I think Louis. I trust Louis. He is one of the best riders I've seen. I've seen Trapet, Tappet Trice in the flesh, on the backside in the mornings. The horse glides over the dirt. I mean, better than anybody that's moving over the
2: dirt that I saw. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he does. I mean, the horse is it's and, fantastic. Wouldn't shock me at all. He's just, won this race by four
1: yeah but that's the thing is it is it gonna have a derby trip you know are you gonna have tough navigating and trying to close i that's my biggest biggest concern but everything else there you know tap it you know just the sire has probably i don't know how many belmont stakes were probably four and then uh dunkirk i think was second at belmont stakes so the other thing that this horse did it went right next to verifying item and went by. Yeah, and he had, and a, he had a kept rougher, going. The worst kid, trip. I thought, yeah. And I that that to me, it just kinda of put Verifying as his like kid brother. Yeah. And I just I hate to say it. I, prepared, I Verifying could work, you know, but I don't know. We'll see. Tap trice see, is my top pick.
0: Oh okay.
2: So you see can he win <laughs> uh, Jerry, I'm, I'm, I'm,
3: Jerry Romans told us no son of Tappet, no son of violence is ever going to win the Kentucky Derby. I'm, <laughs> I'm starting to agree with him. I but if the pace does fall apart, he's he's gonna be coming. I mean, his big giant strides will be coming. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I, I would re- I'm relegating him to the to minor spots in my my exotics. Okay. Number six is Kings Barnes, a son of Uncle Mo, undefeated, three for three. Winner of the Louisiana Derby six weeks ago. I'm going to save time and say I'm not using him I think that uh, Louisiana number was fake uh, the buyer was 95 and that that they they manufactured that number based on the slow pace uh, but uh, we'll go to JJ
0: yeah I think I think it's big as asset is his versatility I mean they asked him to show that new dimension of Louisiana Derby and and he responded with the plum. And he just he just put that field to sleep on the front end um another positive I, I noticed was I was concerned about him in the, in the Louisiana Derby because he was first time off of Lasix, but he, he did fine off of Lasix. So I, I think that shows that that's, that's not an issue for him because he had been on Lasix. Um, he, he's going to have to be forwardly placed to have to have any chance in the, in the race. And, and, and that's what I find interesting here because as we mentioned before with the pace scenario, who's going to have the speed to keep up? Who's going to get the best position? Another pos- positive for him is his uh, late pace figures. Uh, they have been have been strong despite the, mm-hmm. the slower times, um, which which tells me that he's actually running better late than early uh, the, despite these times. And and that's very interesting. Uh, so I, I think that, you know, like you said, uh, you know, you can't bet every horse in the race. Uh, I view him and Mage as similar. They both have three starts or both inexperienced. So I, I I kind of narrowed it down and looked at it as if you were going to use King's Barnes or Mage, who would you who would you use? I would definitely veer toward Mage over King's Barnes if you're going to put uh, either of these inexperienced horses on on your tickets because I think Mage Mage has faced so much better competition. He's faced adversity. Yeah. So between yeah, the two, I, I'd go with him.
2: It's a great point. I won't talk on it too long. Ago. I feel like CC, wonderfully talented horse, may have an incredible future. It's three for three, but only had three starts. But I think JJ touched on the the, the, the three starts were all dream trips, right? And slow paces. And like you said, has not faced adversity. Odds are you're going to face adversity in this race. Uh, again, big contender. Can't play them all. Uh, I won't. I won't use them.
1: Yeah, I second everything Alan said. I mean, yeah. we need more. We need more. You know, just history from the source. But uh, I've got to move on.
3: Number seven is Reincarnate, the son of Good Magic, who, uh, oh, memory doesn't serve me, right? But I think he was either second or third behind Justify. Second, Uh, because I bet him. (laughs) He was second, and Audible was third. It was a photo. But uh, Good Magic out of a scat daddy mare, trained by Tim Yakteen, third in the Arkansas Derby, third in the Rebel Stakes. Prior to that, he won the Sham Stakes going a, a two-turn mile when he was trained by Bob Baffert. John Velasquez takes the mount as he has the last two starts. 50-1 to 1 on the morning line, JJ.
0: Yes, uh, what an enigma is is reincarnate, right? Uh, I, I, as you know, I've been following the, this horse since day one. Um, I, I think he's very reminiscent of Medina's spirit in that this horse does not like to let horses pass him. He will fight like gangbusters to keep an advantage. And and that showed up in his early races. I was concerned in the Rebel because he had to he had to come from off the pace. But he actually had a great race in the Rebel. I, he faced so much adversity. That was one of the toughest runs, I think, in any derby prep that we've seen. And he still managed to finish third and was running well late. Uh, what concerned me was when he came back in the Arkansas Derby, he didn't show the same energy. He was very flat in that race. Uh, throughout the stretch, just did not show any fight, got easily passed by Angel of Empire, which is concerning, which that, that is concerning to me. But the thing about reincarnate is his pre-derby works at Santa Anita have been excellent. And and his second work, it was eerily reminiscent of Medina Spirit, and that a workmate came up on, on the outside of him and and just got barely got ahead in front. And he came back and said no and just bolted back in front again it was it was a really excellent work and I think what's going to happen with the tactics is I think Johnny V is going to try to take this horse to the front he's going to try to gun it and I I think this horse has the speed to hold on for quite a long way in a battle do I think he can win I think the odds are against him because there are so many talented stalkers and closures in this race who, who could catch him but at 50 to 1 This one horse is my absolute must use in exotics for trifectas and superfectas, because if he can hold on, uh, he's going to be right there towards the end. He could easily finish third or fourth. I'm going to pass
2: on this one because I know CC wants to echo everything you just said, JJ. Take it away, CC. Yeah, I agree. I agree with
3: JJ. This horse is like a mini silver charm. If you get alongside of him late, he is not going to let you pass. That is absolutely the truth, and I, I don't know if he can win, but uh, if, if this horse is in front, turning for home, I, there's going to be a lot of people holding their breath because trying to get past him. Because it's uh, it, it, he's tough as nails. I think he's got a bright future if, if you know if, if, if he can hold together. So I'm using him definitely underneath.
2: And Johnny V really knows how to wire the field in the Derby. I'll give you that. And, uh, and again, most people have a tendency to forget. I'll just throw this in there because I don't have that much of strong opinion on a horse. like you guys do. The majority of derbies won in this era are won at horses who have the lead at the top of the stretch. We always love the closers, and, and and but the majority of horses are at the top of the stretch. They're first, second, they're right there. That's not saying it's going to happen every year, but generally speaking, that's how the derbies won in modern time. And back in the 20, 30 years ago, it was whoever made the Derby move on the turn. These days. two zeros up on the lead near the front so yeah and so he might be so he might be so that's something to keep in mind but
3: anything brandon (laughs) hello Guess not okay we'll we'll move on and number eight is mage one out of three lifetime finished second in the florida derby and uh trained by gustavo delgado who i believe won the clark handicap a few years ago with Bodie express
2: That is correct, yes.
3: And Mage uh, gets uh, Javier Castellano as his uh, previous pilot, as Luis Saez opted for Tappet Trice. Uh, Let's go to JJ on Mage.
0: Yeah, he he gets over the track very well. He's a very athletic, compact colt who who really moves well. He does have a little bit of a shorter stride. That does concern me a little bit, and also explains maybe why Forte with his – huge stride, was was able to outrun him in in the final links in the Florida Derby. Um, His work the other day was really slow time-wise, and some people were thrown off by that. That was by design. Gustavo Delgado did that on purpose. It was a stamina building, six furlong work. He did not want him to go fast. They're trying to build some stamina into him. Obviously, they're putting this horse in a a tough position like King's Barnes. He's inexperienced. He, He is up against it for that reason. But, but as I said, between those two, this horse has so much upside. Um, I mean, the way he ran in the Florida Derby, uh, that, that was just amazing, considering that was only his third start. I mean, he was, five, he was five wide in that race. In the Fountain of Youth, he actually hit the gate at the start, uh, had a horrible trip, and still managed managed to finish fourth. Uh, I think this horse is very talented. I, I think he's a future star. The only question is, is he in over his head here in this race. I mean, obviously, he could be. I think he's better than, than the chances of Kingsbarns, but the others do overmatch him. So it, it's it's a tough call. Uh,
2: I, I don't have a strong opinion of Mage Again, you can't play them all. This is one I decided to take a stand against. Again, fourth lifetime start. Uh, world of talents. If, if they can hold the horse together, they got a lot of future with them. But another good magic cult. Uh, can't play them all I just you know uh, I'm I'm gonna let this one beat me
1: yes yeah, same here I mean I, I think good magic is gonna be a great sire in the long term uh, you know the curling uh, you know uh, I mean son of curling I I just you know I don't have enough to really report on after three starts and who knows uh, you know how the you know how these derbies are run but It is interesting that his works have all been six furlongs. The last two has been six furlongs. So you don't typically see that. And I don't, I'm not real familiar with the trainer. Uh, I just don't have a lot of confidence in in the connection of the trainer and the jockey on the Kentucky Derby with this horse.
3: For me, it's too much too soon for this horse. I think if they could have uh, avoided Derby fever, and just go straight to the Preakness. I think he'd be a prime contender in the Preakness, but uh, this is, this is a lot to ask. And he, Think like JJ say he's a future star, but I, I just can't I can't use them all. So we'll move on to number nine, Skinner, son of Curlin out of a Malibu Moon Mare, winding way. John Sheriffs, who won the two thousand five Derby with Giacomo at fifty to one, saddles this one. A change in riders from Victor Espinosa to Juan Hernandez. Uh from one JJ to another JJ.
0: <laughs>
3: Your thoughts on Skinner?
0: Yeah, I, I like the switch. Actually, I, I, Juan Hernandez is riding Life Out of California, and he's a very confident writer. He does not get rattled easily. He's the type of writer uh, you mentioned, Mario Gutierrez. He's the type of rider can see easily winning the Derby and, and not having any nerve issues at all. I mean, he, he he's he's got nerves of steel. Uh, he's technically still just a, a maiden winner. Uh, he, he's been bested by pra- Practical Move in his his last two starts. This is another horse who comes from far off the pace. And I think that that third place finish in Santa Anita Derby was visually deceptive. A lot of people thought when they saw that, Oh, he wants more distance. He's, you know, he's primed for a big move up. I, I really didn't see it that way. He flagged Amen. Now, Yeah. And practical move and Mandarin hero bested him all the way out. Um, I Amen. honestly, i I I like John Sheriff's. I'm I'm glad he brought the horse here. I don't understand the hype about this horse. I don't like his running style in this race. He uh, he has not won a stakes race. Um, I don't see him winning, and I don't have him on my ticket.
2: Amen, JJ. I don't think you and I have ever agreed. We've agreed a lot over the the years. I could not agree with you more on this horse. Okay, I'll speak on this one. I do not get the the love for Skinner. Uh, I'm, I'm big on how the way horses run. And I did. And I know I have California bias, okay, so let's get that out of the way. As you said, the horse has just won a maiden race. The race in the Santa Anita Derby, the horse looms up and could not pass those horses, could not pass practical move, and it wasn't the fact that hey, he's with no more ground. No, he just couldn't do it. And then um, the Japanese horse, Mandarin Hero, came between horses, and he got passed. If this horse wants more ground, how did the horse from the inside come up and pass him in between horses? Correct. Uh, right. I, I have not. Practical movements had as easily beaten him twice. This is a hanger. This is not a horse that wants more distance. This is just a kind of a a, a touch above a one-paced horse. I know some people love him, and I may be. I mean, again, maybe if, because of the Giacomo thing, they they want to draw the the maybe they want to draw the similarities of Giacomo and hope they they bang one in at 45 to one. I don't see it and i mean maybe i'll be you know eating crow or whatever but i i could not agree with you Warren on skinner i just don't get i just don't get he'll be nowhere for me same same Same. I'm so you see are we making too much of skinner's uh inability i hate horses that i hate horses that make up appear to make up lengths in the lane but they do not pass horses that's the lengths are lying to you when that happens the horse has to be able to pass other horses down the lane to me he doesn't do it I, i may be wrong it's john sheriff so CC. I think
3: I think the rider switch is everything though. is not right. he's not riding the way he used to, and he and he's known now for wide trips. And the switch to Hernandez, who is a lot better jockey at this point in the game, I think uh, this horse looks good on third graph, and he's got the fastest uh, I think on time for him. He's got the fastest late pace figure in the race, so when when other horses are stopping, he's going to be rolling. I think uh, I'm I'm using him underneath, at least. Uh, he's he'll be on all my tickets.
2: Mandarin Hero passed him. Mandarin Hero passed him down the lane. How could he have the fastest pace figure? Well, Mandarin Hero's not in the race, I guess, but he got passed by another horse down the lane in Santa Derby. Yeah,
3: wide nice. trip, three three wide first turn, four wide second turn. Hopefully uh, Hernandez can uh, can save ground. I think if he does, it's a it's a new ball game.
0: Well, I, w- I would like to add this at uh, that late pace figure. Yes, it, it's a whopping pace figure. I forgot the number, but it's huge. They're they're trying to account for ground loss. But I, I would like to add, though, the second place finisher of San Diego Derby, who almost won, is Mandarin Hero, who is considered a second tier yes. horse, who came from the second tier, not even JRA, and he could not pass Mandarin Hero uh which which goes into which I'll get more of that as we move in here to practical move but I I that that's worrying so well,
2: uh, I, I may be wrong <laughs>
3: another here's another question mark in, in number 10 practical move he's
2: yeah.
3: son of practical joke uh, he's he's got in that photo finish he earned one of the fastest buyers in in this derby field and this is Tim Yachteen again. Uh, uh, Ramon Vasquez, I believe this is his first mount in the Derby. Uh, but uh, Practical Move, if you're just uh, handicapping off of buyer figures, he's he's easily one of the top three. So I, I don't know what I don't know what to do here, JJ. What do you think?
0: Yeah, that I go back and forth with Practical Move, and I've started to drift. I've started to drift away him, from him for a couple of reasons. I loved him uh, when he came back and won the San Felipe. I thought that was a fantastic race. His speed figures have been more of what we normally see with three-year-olds coming into the Derby. Right. As I mentioned this year, they've been really subpar for a lot of these horses. We're normally used to seeing these you know, consistent higher speed figures, so that's to his benefit. He's a fast horse. I'm not concerned about him getting the distance, actually. I don't think that's the problem. I think class is a big question. He almost got beat by Mandarin Hero. And don't get me wrong. I think Mandarin Hero is a really good horse. But that's a second-tier horse in Japan, and he almost got beat. The the class question of who he's been facing, I think, came to the fore there in the Santa Anita Derby, and that concerns me. Uh, He hasn't done much exercise on the track since he got here. He has only jogged with the pony. Uh, he hasn't really gotten out and stretched his legs much, and I'm kind of wondering why that is. Uh, Skinner's been out all over the place, running around, and so I, I'm a little concerned about that. But uh, I, the one good thing is his favor is his his uh, running style. He's always been able to get in that good mid-pack stalking position, and from this ten post, he could get that kind of trip. That that will be in his favor. So I I, I go back and forth on it, but. There's there's things to like, and there are some detractions here. But you, you look at the others and who they faced, uh, and you look at who he's faced. It's a little concern.
2: Agreed. And, again, I, I believe he can win. I'm not going to use him. I'm not going to play him. I, I, I completely understand if he wins. I, I, I heard the argument made that, well, he had the points. He didn't have to really put in a top effort in the San Diego Derby. He had the points. So let's just get him through the race, and he, he won it. So I, I can get that argument. Uh, I just, I, as I say, I keep saying that you can't play them all. I, I think he drifts up. As he, I think he's the horse going get kind of forgotten about a little bit in the betting, and he may drift up to a 13, 14, 15 to one, which would be an overlay on this horse. Don't get me wrong. It's not for me. Nothing against the horse. It, again, it's just, you know, you can't play them all.
1: Yeah, he's fast. I mean, I can tell you that. But I just, I don't have a lot of confidence in him. I haven't seen him here at Churchill. Um it's kind of funny to see the breeder. It says Chad Brown, and head of playing Partners.
0: Yeah.
1: I wonder if that's the same Chad Brown. I guess it is. It
0: definitely is. Chad yes. Yes, it's, it is. Yeah.
1: Wow. Well, why even get get rid of this horse for two hundred thirty thousand? But I don't know. I got to look at see if it's sold a couple different times before the two year old sale. But uh, I I'm going to use it as a B and underneath. But I just don't know enough
2: about it. It's it's also a practical joke. So. And four and a the quarter. Four CC. of the
3: last, four of the last five uh, running lines, or, uh, running descriptions, trip notes—you could say. Uh, step slow, hit yep. gate. Yeah. Off slow and stumbled. And if he does that here, he is it's toast. Over.
0: It's right. over. Right. <laughs> right. Good Great point.
3: Number eleven is disarm, son of Gunrunner, out of a tap at mare. Uh, horse looked like. Uh, he had a bit of a, uh, a future there when he uh, ran second in the Louisiana Derby to Kings Barnes. Uh, not enough points to make the field, so he had to run in the Lexington. Finished a distant third to First Mission and Arabian Lion, who were probably both, as the cat knocked over my drink. Uh, the uh, both of those runners probably in the Preakness uh, as primary contenders. Uh, but uh, JJ, your thoughts on Disarm? While I clean up the mess, the cat mate. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, three starts in, what, six weeks? Uh, it definitely was not by design. They had to run him in the Lexington to get points, and I'm sure they would much rather have been coming into this race as, as third off the layoff. Um, I, I'm not going to spend too much time on this arm because I don't like him in this race at all. I, I think that they were up against it. They've they've had to make up a lot of time to, to get him in this race. What I will say is, this is a horse you want to watch for the summer at Saratoga or right. at, at, you know at, at, in the Haskell. Um, watch this horse in the summer. I think he's going to develop. He looks exactly like Gunrunner. He he looks fantastic on the track. He he's an absolute physical specimen. But I just think that this position he's in here, it wasn't what they really wanted. It wasn't optimal. And um, he does have Joel Rosario. That's another benefit t- for for him. But I. I, i'm not playing him.
2: Hey, he's he's a long shot possibly for me i mean he's one i would i would use in some exotics um I'll, i won't spend a lot of time on it either i would just say that if you were buying stock in these horses you could buy stock now buy and sell this is one this might be the one in the race you'd want to buy stock in right for for a uh, future possibility this horse is probably going to be really good in time if it, it just it, uh you know 25-30-1, he is interesting to me, but once again, he can't play them all. But he, him winning wouldn't surprise me.
1: Yeah, I, you know, Joel's taking them out, I think, is good. This horse has had a lot of different jockeys. It's gone, you know, nine and a half furlongs, I guess, that's a mile and three fifteenths. Yeah. You know, King's Barn is a is a dominant horse. Uh, I'm going elsewhere.
3: I will yep. say this about Disarm. I think that Lexington Stakes effort was better than it looked. Agreed. I agree. The top, the top two are really, really good. They were finishing fast
2: in the short stretch race.
3: Yeah, I, I think, uh, like you all said, he, this horse is going to be good uh, at some point. Maybe, maybe this is uh, too soon.
2: I go five deep in a play in a, in a ticket. I'd probably have him.
3: <laughs> Number twelve, Jace's Road, fifty to one for Brad Cox. Florent Giroux, last seen in the Louisiana Derby, finishing behind King's Barnes and Disarm. Not for me, but JJ, what do you say?
0: Yeah, Florent not, Giroux's not been shy about discussing his tactics, which is good. He said, you know, I want this to be like the Gunrunners thing. I want to get out and possibly even be in the lead. Uh, I view this horse as a major influence on the race, as a pace presence because if they, they want to try to get this horse as much forwardly placed, possibly even on the lead if possible. But the question is, can he duel with Reincarnate and Kingsbarns, and, and if, if Verifying is able to get out, is um, he of the same quality, can, can he hold up with those? So um, I, I don't think he, he can hold on, so I, I, I don't see him as, as being much of a factor other than a pace factor. If there's an off track, he also he gets downgraded because his his one bad race was, actually he's had two two poor races on off tracks. So if there is some moisture in the track, uh, he, he's really not going to like it.
2: Yeah, he's he's not for me. People keep talking about how fast the source is. I don't I don't I mean I know they're going to send him, but I don't think the source is overly fast on top of it either. That doesn't mean that they won't send him. Not for me. He could set it. Might be here to set it for his stable uh Angel of Empire, which. Yeah. And that that very well could happen.
1: Yeah, this horse is backing up in Louisiana Derby. I, I I think that tells me enough.
2: Not for me. Could be the longest shot in the field.
3: Sun Thunder, number thirteen for Ken McPeak. Brian Hernandez Jr., son of Into Mischief, has been an also ran in his last two starts. Prior to that, though, he was second in the Risen Star to Angel of Empire.
2: JJ.
0: Yeah, Sun Thunder adding blinkers, which I, I think is a very interesting move. He has looked more focused in his works with the blinkers, but it'll be interesting to see what, what they're trying to do, do with him because he is a horse that, as you can see, he comes from really, really far back. Um, I do like the return to Brian Hernandez because uh, Brian rode him really well in the Risen Star, and it, it wasn't his fault what happened in the Louisiana Derby. He did not get the pace scenario that he needs. He is pace dependent, and he will get, uh, a, I think, a healthy pace here. So it will be interesting. Uh, he, he reminds me a lot of a horse named Looking at Lee, who mm-hmm. drew the rail uh, the year of Always Dreaming. And I, I think Corey Lannery gave one of the best non-winning derby rides I've ever seen on Looking at Lee, who came from 17th at the start to second to Always Dreaming. Um, I, I think it's going to take a Looking at Lee effort from, from Sun thunder um, but if this horse hit, does hit the board i wouldn't be surprised though i i actually like him of all the closures i like his chances i like his chances better than tap Trice. don't call me crazy i like it because he's in he's on the outside he's he's in a spot where he's going to have a better chance of not getting covered up or swallowed up into that first turn he could just run along there on the outside and if, if there's a, a healthy pace up front you know he, he could cluck up. So if if he hits the board, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I don't see him winning the race.
2: Yeah, I, I'm the same. But of course, I have Mick Peak, Brian Hernandez bias. I love that combination. It does it does me well. So I will use the horse simply, strictly because of that. The horse has put in some good races, and again, I believe it's a Justin Do on Twitter who I believe he and I agree with this. When the horses go around of ground, when they uh, when they when they close down, the, they lose lengths, but they don't lose position and stuff. Sometimes horses get away from them. They get a better pace. And they're they're crying for more distance. I think Sun Thunder may be an example of that. I think Justin Dew has made the same mention. So if it, I like him a hell of a lot more at fifty to one than I like Jace's Road at fifty to one. So yeah. I, he would be a he would be a, a soft use for me, I guess is a good way to say. It. But I'll always have McPeak Thunder, McPeak Brian Hernandez, in, in in some fashion.
1: Yeah, just a pass for me.
3: Number fourteen as things start to get interesting. Angel of Empire. Right. Son of classic empire for Brad Cox and the Albaugh family. Flavian Pratt has the ride. Arkansas Derby winner in his last start by four and a quarter lengths. And, uh, yeah, this is a a major contender in my eyes. JJ?
0: Yes, I I agree. I think he's Brad's best chance to win. His risen star was impressive, but that Arkansas Derby win was jaw-dropping. I mean, when you consider he just absolutely demolished that field without being asked. And he galloped out like he could go around again. Uh, he, he's a, definitely a, a candidate for the win spot for me. I, I would like to note that that workout on Saturday at Churchill, I, I think it might be probably the best workout of all the Churchill, Churchill work Preach. and pre-derby work. Preach. That gallop out was tremendous. I mean, he, he just put Jace's road to, to dust. <laughs> um, and everybody was talking about it who was there. I mean, everybody saw it. Uh, he really touted himself with that gallop out. he has got this huge stride, like forte. he gobbles up ground., uh, this is a horse who absolutely loves to run all day. he He must have an exceptional lung capacity because he doesn't seem to get tired. Uh, he can he could run uh, you know, he could run two miles and I, I don't think he'd get worn out. His his speed figures to me and his late pace all seem fine. I, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I, I think that he is the biggest threat to Forte on this stage.
2: She, she's, she's right. I, uh, uh, t- I was on verifying for a while, and I liked Angel Vampire. Then, and CC were on the backside the other day. And again, the people who are watching the works on the front side may not have realized it, it was on the gallop out on the way out. We we're, we were a good two and a half furlongs past the wire, and everybody back there in the thing was like, wow, this he put seven lengths on Jace's road, and it was, it was an impressive seven lengths. Now maybe that was by design. I don't right. know. Then you go back and watch in Arkansas, and he just inhaled that that field and almost effortlessly in, in Arkansas. And I, you look at his past performances, and you're like, what's this? What's this horse done wrong that that he's eight to one? You know, Flavian Pratt, after he won on Kings Barnes, who was was the buzz horse in Louisiana for a while, after the, the big. He said, screw this, I'm riding Angel of Empire. Angel of Empire just got a jockey. not Angel of Empire. I'm sorry, Kings Barnes just got a jockey. And I mentioned this yesterday on, on the pod that Flavian Pratt, no one Flavian Pratt is it's so underrated the, the rides he gives in the Derby. We go back to we go back yeah. to Country House. He was who came from the 20 hole to essentially win the Derby. And I go back to last year. I mentioned this yesterday, that uh we we got so caught up in the rich strike stuff that the fact that Epicenter got beat it caught the wire, we overlooked the fact that Flavian Pratt gave um Zander a perfect ride. he he he, he came from twelve. He followed, uh, he followed uh, Epicenter the whole way, he kicked out. That was the plan. He followed it to perfection, saved ground. The only problem is he just wasn't good enough to go by Epicenter, and that's when they hooked up and set up for uh, – so I, I love the fact that Fabian Pratt, Pratt's on the horse. I was on verifying. I think Angel of Empires eclipsed it. My concern, is if I, as I said earlier, is the Derby is lots of times won by horses uh, near, the top, near the lead at the top of the stretch. This horse might have a move to do that. I, I don't know. He just won that – I think it's part of the problem of this horse. He started Indiana and it puts a bad taste in people's mouth. He started Indiana grand, but I heard Brad Cox say this horse was he's a Pennsylvania bred. So he wasn't eligible for Kentucky money. So why not just get him started in Indiana since then? He's just, he's just been fantastic. And uh, he's moved to the top of my list as well. And again, CC was with me, right? CC, he, 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 he left everybody talking on the backside on Saturday, right?
3: i oh, no doubt about it. He's my top pick and didn't, Monomoy girls start in Indiana as well. I, I can't remember. Yes,
2: yes, you're right. Correct. Yeah. I so,
3: that, I, yeah, that that's no big deal. Yeah, Angel Empire is going to give Brad Cox his second Kentucky Derby win and uh, second second for Flavian Pratt as well.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, Brandon, do you like the horse?
1: Yeah, after you guys touted it. I think it's so interesting, though, out of a field of 20, he draws right next to the, the favorite, 4K. Yeah. So, who's going to let's see him duke it out when they get out of the gate. I mean, Angel of Empire has got all kinds of tactics. Could close, can run them with the pace, you know, can prove the distance. Uh, and plus, it looks great in a photo, and everybody loves the name. So, you know, it sounds like a Derby winner, right?
2: Yeah, and uh, who's the last Pennsylvania bred to win the Derby? We, did we, did Lily you know? T. Lily T., right? So, it can happen. I mean, you know, who knows? Again, the horse may run a non-threatening seventh, but I know what I saw the other day. I'm like, wow, so... And it looks yep. like J.J. saw the same thing as CC did. We'll see what happens. Yeah, just get Forte out of the gate, and then game's over. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, All right. Bring, up, bring the bad boy up.
3: 15 is Forte, reigning two-year-old champ. Winner of his last five. In fact, he's six out of seven. But uh, what a resume. The the hopeful stakes, Breeders for Charity at Keeneland, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, and this year the Fountain of Youth and the Florida Derby. I haven't found one person though that's going to bet the horse, so I'm I'm <laughs> curious. So what JJ thinks that that maybe this horse's off odds are, uh, will he drift up from that three to one? You get Arad Ortiz for Todd Pletcher, and uh, Michael Rapoli. JJ, first of all, uh, what kind of odds do we expect here for a horse that nobody likes but is is the morning line favorite?
0: Yeah, it's very odd because uh, we, we thought that he was going to take a, a lot of money. I, I foresee it as I think he's definitely going to drift up now because all of the buzz I'm seeing is, you know, I'm on social media constantly and, and talking to these people. And and from what I see, everybody's trying to move away from Forte. They are all going to other horses. I think the money is going to be very spread around here. And I don't think he's going to be as short priced as we originally thought.
2: Mm-hmm. I agree with you there. Uh, I mean, the horse can easily win the race. I have nothing but respect for him. But you know, it's the same. It, we all we all have the same concept. We all have the same mindset. We don't want to take the favorite in the twenty horse field, right? That's what it. Could, that's what it boils down to. Horse can definitely win the race. Todd Pletcher's got a very strong hand. But once again, you know, three to one versus this eight to one or this thirty to one. That's just how we think, right, JJ? I mean, it's just the way. It's way we're ingrained as horse players.
0: Yes, but I I, I will. I will make my take here that <laughs> I, I, I'll be the first person you've met then because I am I feel like I'm out on a rock here the lone person who has not lost, lost faith in Forte. I have not when I he either. first yeah, when he first got to Churchill Downs I was worried because I I thought he looked a little weary. That first work he did was just okay. He wasn't doing his little dance. You know, I, I thought gosh, he looks tired. This isn't good. But then this past week or so, he has bounced back with the floor. He's back to doing his dances in the paddock. In the morning, he's really spry. He's just kicking up his heels. He's got his energy back. Uh, That's completely restored my my faith in him. Um, Another thing about about Forte that that I'll say, he started his career almost a year ago. He started his career last May at Belmont. He has so much more experience compared to Half of this field, Uh, he's like a four-year-old technically going up against these three-year-olds when you when you look at it that way. Yeah. And and I think that's very beneficial to him. What he did in the Florida Derby was remarkable, and a lot of it was because of his immense stride. Uh, He just covers so much ground in such a short amount of time that it's really remarkable to watch. I I think this colt is special. I thought he was special. Since the Fountain of Youth, the Florida Derby made me think even more highly of him. I think we could see a very special horse here. I know that people are, are wanting to look for a price, and I totally get that. There are a lot of horses in this race, including Angel of Empire, who do look very threatening. But I do think this cult is very special. I have not lost faith in him. I have two horses in my win position. They are Forte and Angel of Empire.
2: I like it, and I completely, absolutely get it with that horse. I completely get it. Um, C. What do you think?
3: Well, his detractors will say, you know, his two starts this year have not lived, or basically, he's not improved over his two-year-old uh, top, uh, and and that's true for for most horses. The the, the issue here, though, is that uh, his two-year-old best probably wins the Kentucky Derby. I mean, this. Right. I mean, yeah, this, this 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 group is so tightly grouped as far as speed figures go that, uh, you know, he's he's right in the mix. My problem with him is if he's right in the mix, I don't know if you want to take three to one on him. So uh, he will be relegated to the lower rungs of my trifectas as I look to make a life-changing score.
2: <laughs> one, one quick, I want to touch on something JJ said real quick. Hats off to Todd Pletcher because we don't see a lot of horses who debut – uh sure. in may of last, as a two-year-old year and keep this horse uh it just doesn't happen in this day and age that the with, with horse been racing for a year that's uh, seven starts and has delivered every time with the exception of the one of uh, one sprint so that's yeah this horse came at blossomed early last year and it's still blossomed a year later so the hats off to Todd Fletcher with that we need anything
1: from Brandon oh, I mean, you, can't knock. you can't knock the horse it's a beautiful horse most consistent uh, but Kenan won the Kentucky Derby. I'm trying to beat it. All
2: right, 16, the
3: 16. 16's raised Kane for Ben Colebrook. Gerardo Corrales, I believe this is his first Kentucky Derby mount. Fifth in the bluegrass last time. He did win the Gotham going away in a race I thought fell apart. I'm not using him. What no. about you guys? No. JJ?
0: Yeah, he, it's interesting. He's by violence like Forte and looks nothing like violence, uh, He's a very small horse. To me, he looks like a turf horse. He he would be really good on, on turf. Uh, a positive for him is um despite the lower speed um, he does have overall lower speed figures, but he has some late pace strength. Um if there's an off track, he might move up. But I think the Gotham was probably the weakest of all the derby preps. So I, I'm not using him.
2: Same here. I want I was hoping Farron Peterson would get this mount. We were trying to do that, but it didn't work out. So Best of luck, Gerardo. I'm sure you have better mounts in the future. Raise Cane's not for me.
3: Okay, a prime contender now. Number 17, Derma Sotagake from Japan, winner of the UAE Derby by a, a, a devastating five-and-a-half lengths, Christophe Lemaire, one of the leading jockeys in Japan, and the trainer is a name I can't pronounce. So uh, we'll we'll just say he's a son of mind your biscuits, and uh, he's got a big chance, Uh, J.J.
0: (laughs) Derma hysteria, as I call it. Uh, This has been the most interesting horse to watch of this whole Derby uh, scenario the past few weeks. Uh, He's very polarizing. Either the betters absolutely love him and think he's going to run off the screen, or they they think he's going to be a no-show. I find that very interesting. Uh, the work that he had that everybody was talking about, I thought it was just okay. I thought it was visually deceiving because the setup was for it to be that they do it more like a race scenario. Yes. Derma was all out, but that's because it was a different type of work. It's, it's They're not, they're not going to do a work like a, a Todd Pletcher style work or a Brad Cox style work. It's a different style of work. I thought it was okay. But to me, it wasn't apocalyptic. Like some people were, were saying that he's going to blow away the field. I, I do not like the way this horse looks in the mornings at all. The first two mornings he got here, he ran completely around the circuit with his head totally cocked to the left side. He's extremely unfocused. He shies at objects. He can be at times covered in sweat. Now he doesn't throw fits, you know, he he doesn't rear up and throw fits, but he's a he seems to me a very nervous unfocused horse. He bites his rider. Tugs at him. Uh, I, I don't like to see that kind of rankness going into a race like a Derby. Now, obviously, that hasn't affected him yet. He's he's done fine in his races, but this is going to be a very different spectacle for him. I understand that the numbers, people, and his UAE Derby was fantastic. Well, so was Mendelssohn's. You know, um, uh, I, I he's got a lot to overcome with the 17 post position coming out of the UAE Derby. I much prefer. A situation where Mander of Mandarin Hero, where a horse gets a prep over a U.S. Uh, dirt surface in a major U.S. prep, going into the Derby. I think that's very astute, and I think that that may be a route that a lot of the Japanese trainers take in the future. Uh, I'm not on the derma bandwagon. I will not be betting.
2: Okay, I like the I like the strong take there. I like I like the strong conviction because i'm on the fence i don't know i don't know what to do with the horse it, again if i was playing a, a some sort of multi-race wager i'd probably throw that as an x factor if i like angel of empire for instance or, or verifying i might put this horse on top as a saver uh in case he does blow the field away and then my horse runs well uh, i don't know what to do i'm not going to pretend that i know what to do with the horse so many mixed signals uh, i appreciate jj's uh, candor uh so, you know, some people just want to ride the fence like I just did, but, uh, CC clear, clear it up here. You got another opinion?
3: Well, the Japanese are going to win this race at some point. if They keep trying because they've got so, so many well-bred horses. Now they've been buying our marriage for years and, and also our stallions and they've got Sunday silence blood and, and, and that's just turned out to be a boon for their breeding industry. This, uh, I was all set to use this horse till till JJ chimed in, <laughs> so now I don't know what to do. Uh, trust, uh, trust
2: in JJ.
0: Don't let me talk to you off of him. I mean, well, there, there, if you like him, I mean, a lot of people really like this horse. I just personally, I I don't see
3: it. He what? his UAE Derby was by all accounts the the that was one of the fastest UAE Derbies we've ever seen, and what I don't like is this horse. Started the year in Japan, he shipped to Saudi Arabia, he shipped to U.A.E., or uh, Maidan, Dubai, and then he shipped to the U.S., so that's a lot, that's a lot for a young horse, True. so, you know, you can make the case that maybe he's burned up a little bit if you say he's not focused, so, yeah, I, I, I'm on the fence, I, I was not on the fence and up until about uh, two minutes ago, so,
2: <laughs> I love it. I
3: have to go back to the drawing board, I guess, so.
0: I would um, like to ask you guys a question if I could. I, I sure, would like to know how you feel about horses like this, especially these international horses coming in, without a prep race in the United States. Do you think that that's a trend? I do, but I know a lot of people don't. How do you feel about that?
2: I would want to prep in the United States. Personally, if it was me, but then, you know, they're, they're doing things. They know not seem know like what they're doing, but in this race they haven't succeeded yet. Uh, I would want some sort of acclimating race, but again, I'm, I don't, I'm, I do not i i do not have a strong opinion, but I've always kind of felt that way. Maybe, maybe that's something they look to do in the future. CC. I just don't think they've ever brought a good one over yet.
3: They, all of these horses that go through the UAE Derby are really second class citizens. Uh, and, you know, like that race really did come up pretty bad. Uh, it, now the uh, the second horse to Dermis Sotogake was Dura Araday. He was a Grade One winner on the grass in Japan, and I thought he he looks like the type of horse that might thrive in the Belmont. The horse is a grinder; he wants to go long. I just I, I thought this horse might be the best that they've ever brought over, uh, okay. either either the, uh, Godolphin or or the Japanese. So but the, i still don't think they've brought their best over so i i, I think they can do it they just got to bring the right one over okay uh, all right a handful more 18 is rocket can a son of into mischief for bill mott and junior alvarado Horse has a win over the churchill surface but he's going to be a long shot he's 30 to one on the morning line jj
0: yeah, Bill, Bill Mott having a, a pretty good year, and then he's putting blinkers on Rocket Can, which is an interesting strategy considering he's going to be coming from that that 18 hole. I, I don't know if the strategy is going to work from, from that post. I, I've always liked this horse. I, I think he's very talented. Um, I, I do think when Forte blew by him in the fountain of youth, maybe it, it it might he might have lost some confidence there. That that race seemed to have done something to him because he should have ran better in the Arkansas Derby. I, I don't know what happened with the Arkansas Derby. We, I think we all expected a better performance from him. And, and that, that knocked him down a little bit in my eyes. I mean, he's, he's looked great in the mornings here, here at Churchill Downs. He obviously likes this surface. Um, the question is, what can he do from this post, the 18 post, uh, with the blinkers? Where, where will Junior have him placed? Um, it, it in his wins, he, he was, you know, mid-pack up close. That's going to be a little hard to do from the 18-hole. From the uh, he's interesting, but, you know, it, there's others I do like more. But he's interesting. I, I wouldn't fault anyone for putting him in exotic.
2: One thing about Rocky, I'm not interested in him. I know Bill Mott is, has been touting him a little bit from his works. You know, again, I, he's not really for me, but I will point out something very interesting. If you look at his past performances, what – What horse, maybe ever, can say they've raced against as many, been beaten by as many derby horses as he has, right? His maiden win, in his maiden race, he lost to Disarm, and his second start, Instant Coffee, who should have, we thought was going to make the derby, and then it was Rocket, well, he won, that's right, then he got beat by Confidence Game, then they got beat by Forte, and they got beat by Angel of Empire. He's, He's faced all these guys throughout his career, it's kind of amazing, and actually, you can almost use this horse as a barometer between Forte and Angel of Empire, because they were he ran against both of them. Both of them beat him by four and a half lengths. So maybe it shows you that maybe maybe Angel Vampire does kind of match up with uh, Forte a little bit. Like we kind of suspect that he might not that you can just measure. It's easy to measure races like that. But I found that a little bit interesting. He's not for me, but I know some people like him a bit.
3: When I think of Rocket Can, I, I can't get Country House out of my mind.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Bill Martin, like, yeah, I can see
3: it. Yeah. I, I, otherwise I couldn't use this horse, but, uh, you know, there's always that if I, if I have any money late in the day, I might throw him in the bottom, but otherwise he's not a contender for me. Brandon,
2: do you like rocket
1: can? Uh, I like Bill Mon a lot. Uh, the horse has got good experience. I just, I can't get excited. There's others that I like a lot more, but I, I do like the April work that the horse had. This is my B horse. I mean, you, I think he's going to be a top six. My top okay. six.
2: Well, there you go. You like him a little bit, then.
1: Okay. Yeah, for a little bit of a price, and and okay. that's because Bill Mott and I, I think I know you know I trust in that and I trust in what these works look like uh, from the horse and the horse has had some time since the D- Arkansas Derby. I like those gaps. I like I like a month off. All right. And maybe a, a podcast
3: angle is that uh, Bill Mott looks like Damon Thayer. Yes. And Damon Thayer. Damon Thayer has <laughs> been on our podcast, so maybe maybe you could piece two and two together and come up with it
2: and we'll well, he'll be on he'll be on again in the near future as well too just so unless we just get bill Mott instead or get both of them on there so we'll see all
3: right 19 (laughs) lord miles the son of Curlin, for saffy joseph winner of the wood memorial paco lopez has the mount uh 30 to 1 jj any love for lord miles
0: yeah he's regally bred uh very nice pedigree but the the Achilles heel for him obviously, has been his inconsistency. They've had a lot of trouble figuring him out. But the one thing I thought was interesting was, you know, his first two races at Gulfstream Park, I mean, he looked like a really nice prospect. That Mucho Macho Man race, uh, he was closing on fire. And, and I thought, gosh, this is the horse to watch. Then the two following stakes races, he really didn't show much at all. But if you notice in those two stakes races, in both of them, he drew the rail. He was on the inside. And uh, Sappy said he, he doesn't like being on the inside. So then he gets a much better draw. It like shifts to the Wood Memorial and shows marked, marked improvement uh, in that race to, to win the stretch battle. So him, he's one of the few horses who I think drawing the 19 actually that's a big advantage. It's not going to harm him distance-wise covering so much ground. I mean, he's the son of Berlin. He He's got a great pedigree for distance. So I I don't blame anyone for wanting to use this horse in exotics. Uh, I think the outside post actually benefits him. I haven't seen him on the track enough to know that much about him. So I I can't really judge uh, him from a physical standpoint. But I I don't blame anyone for wanting to use him in exotics. But I I, I don't have him there. But I, I could certainly see people using him.
2: It, in, in fairness, I mean the horse won the the wood at 58th to one, and some people do like him from a breeding standpoint, and, and I get that. But in light of what's happened of late around here, it might not be the best thing for us if Joe Fever were to win the race. Uh, not you know because everybody has you know we're not we won't get into it or whatever, but it could cause it right. quite the media maelstrom, right? If ha- were that to happen, uh, I don't think it will, you know. Uh, but I don't think the horse is without. A, a puncher's chance but you know, maybe it's best for everybody if it doesn't win but we'll just leave it at that
3: CC. i think he projects a wide trip and I, he's one of the slower ones going in on thoroughgraph and it would take a major move forward it, it would take a herculean effort as i've used mm-hmm. before herculean. for him to, her,
2: her, herculean it's herculean i believe Is wh-
3: uh, whatever it's it's either or it's potato you say potato i say potato <laughs> okay man <laughs> I got you, bro. Lord Miles, not for me. What about Number this tw- one? Number 20, Continue R. Another Japanese entrant. Uh, third in the UAE Derby. A distant third to Gake, Son of uh, champion sprinter Dreyfong. American sprinter Dreyfong. Out of a King Kamehameha mare. And uh, mm-hmm. looks like Yoshito Yohagi Yo- Yo trains this one. I don't know who he is, but uh, I've seen the horse run. Uh, JJ, uh, any love for Continuar?
0: Yeah, Yoshito's pulled off some some big upsets on the major stage. He's an excellent trainer. Um, I, I really like the trainer a lot of this horse. Now, obviously, Derma Sotagake has had this horse's measure both in races and uh, in works. You know, we saw the work and, and everything. He just looks like he's a cut below Derma Sotagake, and I, I'm not on to Derma. So um, I, I do like his pedigree he has a much better classic distance pedigree than than derma um, I, I love the king command influence on the damn side he has a great pedigree and he makes a, a good impression on the track he's a big horse though he, he's big and kind of lumbering um, i i don't see him winning the race um, i have though so tremendous respect for this trainer i i think he's he's an outstanding trainer the horse is here because an automatic automatic invite so uh, I I wish him the best of luck though. That this trainer is great.
2: Yeah, not for me. One one quick point I think he's completely up against it. But uh, Mr. Yahagi is 2 for 2 in his country in great stakes with yeah. a little modest ROI of plus $54. So, but I believe he that's is that the guy that trained the uh the, the Breeders' Cup this winner? winter and I right for right. Sure yeah, would yeah. explain. but that's the two for two in this country is pretty impressive. But again, this would be this would be Rich Strike esque if he won. Yeah. If you've seen him on the track, but uh,
0: the,
3: yeah, impressive. he he he's a bit of a grinder. I, I think he only wins if this race melts down at the eighth pole, and I think that's unlikely.
2: So that's it. We don't have to cover any more horses for the Derby. No, so to, uh, What? Will, there's more. We're gonna throw <laughs> all the
3: last three in a basket and just we'll 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 pick one out if you like them. But 21 is Cyclone Mischief, Dale Romans, Joel Rosario, 30 to one. 22 Mandarin Hero, whose name has popped up a lot uh, so far, uh, for uh, Teranobu Fujita and uh, uh, Kamira. I came for I forgot his forgot his name. Kazashi Kazushi Kamira. Sure. Kazushi Kamura, that's it. He, a former Canadian jockey. He, he moved oh, out yeah, wet. the
0: woodbine. Yeah, woodbine. Yeah,
3: yeah. And then uh, 23's King Russell for Ron Moquette and uh, Rafael Bejarano with 50 to 1. Uh, any of those runners strike your fancy if they were to draw in? Uh,
0: I think Cyclo, I've, I've said this all along. I think Cyclo Misfits is very talented, but I think he's. More of a, a sprinter, miler, maybe mile of the 16th horse. I don't think this distance is up his alley. Mandarin Hero is really interesting. Oh, I mean, yeah. for a horse who's supposed to be a second-tier Japanese horse, he almost won the San Anita Derby. And uh, on the track, he's, he's, he's a small horse, but he, he makes a good impression. He's very agile. Uh, he can get around corners and, and, and move very well. Um, if he goes to the Preakness, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry he didn't make the race. I really wish Mandarin He was in the race. I think he deserved it. And he might have been a good exotic play had, had he got in. Uh, King Russell, I think, is is a horse who's on the improve. He's obviously he made some some very strong strides. He's, he's a late closer, though. And he's There's a lot of late closers in this race who have a little more glass. So if, if he got in, I think there are other late closers that I would put ahead of him.
2: Uh, JJ summed it up. Yeah, Mandarin Hero would be the interesting one. Could theoretically win the race if he were to get in. Probably won't. Cyclone Mischief, you know, if Dale gets the opportunity, Dale's going, and he would. Cyclone Mischief would probably. I would say he would gun Cyclone Mischief if he were to get in. He would add to the pace. But we covered him. I don't think Cyclone Mischief. Like, I'd be shocked if Mandarin Hero got in. But uh, at this stage. But you never know, right? We still got a couple of days. He yeah,
3: thinks anything, possible, but uh, Brandon Watch has time. passed out, and on his way out, he texted me his top twenty horses that he wants to box,
0: <laughs>
3: and they are. Tap- <laughs> <laughs> he Brandon's offered a twenty horse box. I think the you'll tap get Trice, it. Angel of Empire, Two Fills, and then Disarm, <laughs> Rocket Can, Mage, and Hit Show. So uh do with that what you will i uh, will we'll go to jj uh, give us a, a top three or four
0: okay uh, i think it's interesting somebody mentioned that if you had boxed the 20 horses last year you would have made it still would have made a huge profit which i found interesting um I, i'm not overthinking the race this year i i know numbers people are going different ways i don't go by the numbers in this race i'm going by what my eyes tell me my eyes tell me forte is a very special colt. i I cannot go against them. They tell me Angel of Empire has looked amazing on this track and done nothing wrong. So my two win candidates are Forte and Angel of Empire. I think the two wild cards are Two Fills and Confidence Game. And uh, I, I think the horse that is a must use for exotics is Reincarnate.
2: Uh, I love the way you laid that out there. That's nice and tight. It's, uh, it's kind of the way I want to do it. My top two win contenders... Cause all along it was verifying i was going verifying verify i think i think angel of empire's eclipsed them it's it's angel of empire for me to win verifying a very close second i'm a little concerned about pace scenario but he could benefit from the pace scenario so it's angel of empire verifying and then beneath that uh the ones i would start to sprinkle in believe that would be forte it would be two fills um you know let's see those two maybe a touch of disarm a touch of sun thunder uh, those, I mean, I don't want to, you know. Again, Dermasoligakis is an X factor. I don't like, I don't like going using a whole bunch, mention a whole bunch of horses. Confidence Games is an X factor. Tapitroy is very talented, but, but at the end of the day, on the on, on the, the the top two for me are, are definitely Angel Vampire and Verifying CC.
3: Angel of Empire on top for me. Two fills, and then uh, Confidence Game, Skinner, and Reincarnate would be uh if if those if those two of those five hit the board i, I might be in fat city so
2: yes uh, i will take a loan for uh whatever i've lost but then again i guess i'd win too because i'd have angel vampire so uh but it sounds like we all have an angel vampire and we know forte is solid and uh you know so best of luck to everyone <laughs> we'll Absolutely. see what happens when they run 11th 14th and 18th right
3: yeah now we've been yakking for a long time but but real quick uh, there's a slew of unbelievable betting races on the undercard. Uh, if if anybody has a horse that they like, I I I've got a couple. If there's anybody that has a horse they like, uh, toss them out. Go are, ahead, JJ.
0: Um, in the to... Pat Day Mile, I'd watch out for Lugan Knight.
2: Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, we'll we'll touch on this real quick. Then I'll I'll stay in the Pat Day Mile one thing about the pat day mile and jj you probably agree with this this pat day mile is not the best pat day mile ever is it it's right it is it's it's came up fairly weak and homer time people are going to accuse us of being homers here if damon's mound's right damon's mound can win that race michelle thinks yeah. damon's mounds in, in great form the turf race last time was a complete throwout she said he hated the turf i know the trainers say that uh i'm not saying damon's Mounds is going to win i think damon i think that race if Damon's Mound shows the talent, we thought Damon's Mound had Damon's Mound could win that race. That pay- day mile is not uh, your typical Grade Two race. Uh, go ahead, CC. Well, yeah,
3: Damon's Mound was was the uh, the one I liked. Uh, uh, the, the American Turf is stacked. Uh, a horse like uh, Carl Spackler is going to take a lot of money. He, he's probably the most likely to hit the board. I, there's actually two in there that I like, and I'm trying to. Get my racing form to him right now. I'm totally lost. But uh, Mendelson's March, who Brian yeah. Hernandez said on this podcast that uh, they love this horse, and he's actually bred for turf as opposed to dirt. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're gonna get double digits on him. And then I don't know about the morning line on Talk of the Nation. He's ten to one. On thoroughgraph, he's one of the fastest horses in the Definitely. race. So I think. Yeah. I think. He- he pairs Must that use. up. He's had a lot of time in between starts, so we, he'll get the bounce out of the way. I think he's got a shot here. And then it, on the far outside, not the far outside, but. Uh, that race, race. is a California horse. Well, I wouldn't know it. Oh, he's not as far outside. Number five. Uh, Johannes. Johannes. Yeah. yeah. For uh, Tim Yakteen and Umberto Rispoli. This horse uh, ran a big number on Thuragraph. Now, it, this horse has a, uh, a possibility that he could bounce because he's only had uh, four, five weeks since that big effort. But uh, if you get 15, 20 to one, you got to use him. So, Yeah. And, and uh, I will say in the first race, uh, they, they kick it off in style. Extra Neho is is the one horse in the first race. This was the horse that uh, lit up Keeneland last fall. And then he, he looked just like a, a super horse. Uh, when he broke his maiden, but he 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 never got back to the races until until uh, 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 this coming Saturday. Uh, it should be fun. I mean, it's not worth betting. He'll be six to five or somewhere thereabouts. But that's uh, I find that interesting that Extra Nejo finally returns to the races.
2: What about Harbor Bridge in his second race for Dallas Stewart, who hasn't won a lot of races this year, but that's a justify. out of a really tough knocker named Tiger Moth, and there's a couple of McPeaks in there that can win, but I would keep an eye on Harbor Bridge and Flavian Pratt, his second start at 10 to 1, but that'll do it for me.
0: Yeah, Dallas Stewart and Flavian Pratt, that's interesting.
2: Yeah, this horse looks like he wants to stretch out, getting blinkers and stuff too. So there's a yeah. couple of really good ones in there, but that would be a must-use I would use in any anything. But I think we came to the end, didn't we? That's all
3: I've got. That is all I've got. Um, uh, anything else anybody wants
2: to declare? To JJ. Uh, that's oh, just the fact that JJ just just knocked out of the park again, which she always does. Go ahead, right.
0: JJ. Oh, thank you, guys. I know I I can't wait. I've got the the Oaks podcast with Kevin Kilroy logged up to, to listen to you after we're done, and I I'm a huge fan of of Kevin's. He's providing great social media content. I just wanted to add in the Oaks. Um, I did like Pretty Mischievous. Yeah. Uh, her draw is a little concerning, and I think that um, Affirmative Lady is is a, a price horse to really watch out for. The weather forecast for Oaks Day right now is shifting in all kinds of directions. Mm-hmm. If it's a really off track, uh, it's going to be tough to beat Wet Paint. She is just so good on and off track.
2: I feel like well, – I'm glad you made it. It feels like Wet Paint can't – like the – to get dismissed like Vortes a little bit. Wet Paint's legit as his forte. So, I mean, and if, if, again, if if it rains, that that's really going to help wet paint. So, and it might hurt my botanical. It might hurt botanical too. So we'll see what happens. All right. Let's wrap this up, CC. All right. Uh, on behalf
3: of Brandon Jagger, who's already in bed. <laughs> course,
0: shocking. Course,
3: yeah. Shocking. And of course, Alan Schneider and the fantastic JJ high I'm CC brought us. Reminding you, in the famous words of Jerry Romans, we're not happy
0: until you're not happy. (laughs) Happy Derby Day.